Lauren Mitchell, WA gymnast extraordinaire. Welcome to the show and thanks for coming in after finishing work at some ungodly hour. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Don't look my freshest, but I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you look fine. So just tell us a bit about what is life after gymnastics for you? What are you doing? Oh, I've been retired now for about five years, um, kind of just right after the last Olympics retired. Um, I had one more year left of uni um, studying medical imaging technology, which then qualified qualifies me as a medical imaging technologist, which is basically a fancy way of saying I'm a radiographer. <laughs> uh, take pictures of people's insides. <laughs> uh, and uh, can I say, do you uh, transition out of being an intense sports person, which you were, and a lot of effort's gone into it, and gymnastics, I always hear about the early starts, the you know the amount of training, sometimes twice a day, parents running you here, running you there. That transition out of a, being a sports person into a full-time job. How difficult was that? Uh, the first six months after I retired, I didn't really know what to do with myself. So I threw myself into my uni degree um, and it was the best results that I've ever had. So basically I had so much free time, all the extra time I spent studying um, and then actually transitioning into like full-time work. It was quite good actually because I'm a shift worker. Um, so you still have time off during the day and you still have um, weekends off every now and then. But then because I was like so heavily into the gymnastics, mm. it kind of taught you that you do have to work on the weekends and you do have to do all this extra stuff. So it kind of worked hand in hand. Um, and it was, it's kind of nice because my work obviously supports me um, being at Royal Perth coming here and doing this today. And uh, it's nice to have that support from work, acknowledging what I've done in my past as yeah, well. Yeah, 100%. So. And you, you must be incredibly proud of your past. How many Olympic Games did you go to, Lauren? I went to two, yep. a child for three, um, but unfortunately Australia didn't qualify a team uh, for the Rio Games um, and I'd done my ACL the year before, so they're not going to send So was that it? Once that. it didn't happen, you just went? Um, so I trialled for 2016 and then I went to a World Cup yep. straight after yep. um, and then obviously because I didn't make the Olympics, I knew that at that point I just took a month off travelling around Europe yep. um, and then yeah, basically decided mentally and physically I was done. Um, cause the only other thing left for me to achieve would be an Olympic medal. Uh, and then that would basically mean me training until now. Um, and I just don't think physically and mentally I was ready to do that. But so. there's a 47 year old gymnast oh. and I saw her. <laughs> How good is that? She is incredible. What's her name? Uh, Oksana Chusevitna. That's right. Yeah. My claim to fame is that we switched T-shirts one point in London. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. So I still have her German T-shirt somewhere at home. Because so, yeah. she, she represented three countries at the yeah, Olympic Games. Yeah, so her first world championships was the year that I was born in, 91. <laughs> um, and so she yeah represented Soviet Union. And then um, she had a son and her son unfortunately got sick. Um, and so she went back to Russia and basically was like, can you help my son? And they're like, no. And then a German guy was there and said, come compete for Germany and we'll help you with treatment for your son. So wow. she came to Germany. Yep. Um, and then now she's originally from Uzbekistan. So she's competing for Uzbekistan. Well, hats off to her. She's been amazing. Yeah. So Beijing yep. Games yep. and? And London. And London. Yeah. Tell us about that experience, the little Perth girl. And you were, you were, I mean, you were the first Australian to win a World Cup uh, World Cup medal? final medal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was straight after Beijing, actually. Okay. Um, which was quite surprising because. What was your highest ranking if, you, if there was uh, such a thing in gymnastics? There's not really such a thing. So our World Cup circuit goes for about two years. And so um, the World Cup final that I won was the last time that they ever actually held that event. So you basically got points for whatever 
competitions for the two years yep. and then whoever had the highest amount of points then went to the World Cup final. Yep. And it was literally like I travelled to Madrid for a 90-second B routine and that was it because there was no qualifying or anything like that because you'd already qualified over the two years. Um, and I was up against like some really good names because they're obviously all the European circuit mm. because it's mainly in Europe. All those girls are quite good there. Um, so it was very surprising to actually come out there and win it and, yeah. I just remember the Chinese girl Chen Fei doing the same thing on Vault, and we were both very excited. <laughs> ah, Lauren Mitchell is our guest, uh, Australia's most successful decorated gymnast. You fell in love with the sport at a very young age, and we all know the gym bus party bus situation. Was yeah. that was that genuinely? Is that where it all started for you? you yeah, yeah. You came, you were at a birthday party, and it all happened. Um, well, it was my birthday party, so <laughs> my parents organised it for me. That's Little did cool. they know. <laughs> is, it the big, is it the big black double-decker one with yeah. gym bus written on the side? The yeah. Pink, uh, yeah, it's like pink and blue and stuff Still like that. Still going. Yeah, I know. I see it sometimes on the free I'm like, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's a good, how it started. It might be a good business. Yeah. Well, obviously, if it's still going. So you, yeah. and you're you only petite, you're only small, as yeah. you have to be to be a gymnast. Yeah. So it was a, was it just a natural? So what do you, what were you doing on the, the bus and what did it, when did you go, hey, I want to do this? And did your mum and your dad go, oh, okay, rightio yes. then. <laughs> okay, up early, take you along to gymnastics. Yeah. So my birthday's in July. Yep. Um, so I think they wanted to do like an inside thing. Uh, so basically got the gym bus to our house um, and then basically it has gymnastics equipment inside yep. and it just sparked my interest. And then I think I pestered them for the next six months and they're like, wait until next year and we'll get you down there. Um, and then I think I kind of wore them down, wore them down and then went to Claremont PCYC and trialed there, um, which is now no longer there actually. Um, mm. I think it's flats or apartments now that they ripped down the place. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the western suburbs for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then went to Waste and did a trial there and that was it. It's an incredible story. Just talk to me about what you, I mean, all round, you know, you're all round, you know, you, you're a bit of a, how do you say it, an all rounder. What was your mm-hmm. specialty in the, in the, uh, in the gymnastics gym? Beam journey? and floor were definitely yeah. my specialties. Okay. Yeah. Um, like I did all round. Yep. Um, I never actually competed all round at the Olympics, which is quite surprising. Was um, that by choice? No, so you have a team and basically, uh, so in Beijing there were six of us, in London there was five of us um, and for the qualification round, say there's six of you, you put five people up and because my biotine wasn't the best biotine, they put the other five people up and then same thing in London, I had a shoulder injury, um, so they put the other four people up. Um, But yeah, I did compete all around the year after the Olympics and came fourth. Um, which is, I think, the second best at Australia. Yeah. Well, so. talk talk about the a toll. You, you mentioned a knee. Talk about the toll. You've now mentioned your shoulder. Yeah. I can imagine <laughs> ankles, feet. Yep. I can imagine those, the amount of injuries. So just talk about, do people understate how, how the rigours of gymnastics on a very small frame yeah. and what you put yourself through has taken its toll over the journey? Um, well, in the last couple of years, The only things I've really noticed is my knee and my shoulder and then the only things that I've had surgery on. So I was actually quite lucky in my career that I didn't suffer like a back injury Mm. or like I had ankle injuries and stuff. Did you not have a back injury that forced you out at some stage? I'm trying to recall. Um, I always always think of gymnastics and Australian gymnastics of Aussie gymnasts pulling out because of a lower back or a high back, but that clearly wasn't you. No, I had one when I was younger, but I think it was more like growing pain. Yeah, sure. Like pars fractions and stuff, which is basically... As you're growing and your body's adapting, well, and could things. you go with the medical stuff? Hey? You yeah, it's your wheelhouse, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? That's exactly. it. Stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so and so you still feel the effects every now and then on the knee and the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, but you know, my knee. I did my ACL, 
Um, so I think anyone who's done the ACL wow. can still kind of feel niggles every mm. now and then. Mm. Um, and then my shoulder, I tore my supraspinatus by 85%. So they basically, so one of the um, rotator cuff muscles, yep. it yep. basically holds your arm onto your body. Yep. Um, tore that 85%, still competed in London <laughs> and then had surgery on it afterwards. Um, and even like watching some of these gymnasts and some of these athletes, and I think a Russian guy came back from an Achilles tendon, like a full rupture of his Achilles wow. three months ago. Wow. And that is crazy. Yeah. So I'm glad that I did it. Like I don't regret putting my body through any of those things. Um, but now looking back, I probably wouldn't do it again. Lauren Mitchell, our studio guest here in SENWA. Simone Biles has, mm. it's got too much for her, um, that mental awareness and mental illness. She's admitted it. She's in a team. And she yep. says, the best chance of meddling is if I don't compete and I'll leave it up to you girls. Yeah. How would you have felt if you were a teammate of hers? Would you, I mean, you, you can't argue with her decision. That's the point. Yeah. Her decision yep. is her decision. We've got to be. Can you have the table tennis ready to go on seven plus? I think we might throw to it. The world's best. And all of a sudden that they take. You, you take that person away from your team, yeah. it makes it hard. It does. Um, in the team final situation with gymnastics, it's three people up, three scores to count. So Simone Biles went up and for whatever reason, uh, lock, so her kind of thing is she's getting lost in the air and she has no spatial or aerial awareness. So it's very dangerous for her to actually compete. Um, so taking that aside, the girls obviously understand what, she's going through. Um, and to be honest, the Americans apps. It's table two so on seven plus. You've got someone nearly just as good slotting right in that position. Um, so, you know, I've never been through that situation, but I can't imagine what they were thinking or feeling, but all of them stepped up to the plate. And they all finished of them, second, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Um, and she's basically saying if I had been there, they might not have even got that. So yeah. she needed to step away. That's a big yeah. call to make, isn't well, it? Like I said, it's three up, three count. So if she did something and she lost herself in the air and then she fell, that's a fall that they have to count. Yep. And I think between third and six, there was less than a point. Sorry, less than, yeah, one whole mark between third and six. So they could have actually ended up seventh, which is where I think China did. So, Are, are you a gymnastics uh, tragic? Do you, do, like, have you watched it? We saw all the results from yesterday, uneven bars. We had yeah. the women's vault. We had the men's floor. We had the women's vault. We had the pommel horse. Do you sit, if you can, would you sit there like and just, like I watch European golf. I know that sounds yeah. really bizarre. I love yeah. European <laughs> golf. It's on. I watch it. Or Formula One. Do you watch the do you watch uh, g gymnastics not just in the Olympics but as much as you can as often as you can? Not really. Um, I had to when I retired. I had to step away completely. Otherwise, I would have wanted to go back and try it again. Because oh, you, so, so you almost had to distance yourself to almost disengage. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I went back okay. to 2018 Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast, and I watched that, and I was like, oh. I could come back, I could work part-time, I could train part-time, I only do beam and floor. Um, and I had a couple of meetings about it and then I actually stopped and thought about it again and I was like, no, this is a bad idea. I retired from a, for a reason. Yep. Um, even though I'd still be competitive and like looking at all their floor routines and stuff, I'm like, oh, I could, like my floor routine would still be competitive. <laughs> you go. <laughs> I've I'm retired now. Them. I'm better than them, these young bucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's very cool. That's yeah. very cool. Come back, stay with, you, stay with us. It's a quarter past nine. We're going to go to a break. Come back. We're going to hear from Jess Hull who – 
is through to the semi-final stage of the women's 1500. Lyndon Hall is through to the 1500 as well. We've got men's hammer throw at the moment. I don't think there's too many Australians involved in that, but we do have uh, men's team table tennis. We've got men's kayak, Heat 1, Thomas Green and John Van de Vesterheisen as well. And they've got the women's K2 kayak as well, Jamie Roberts and Joe Brigden-Jones. We'll take a break. We'll come back. You're listening to SEN's exclusive coverage of the Games of Tokyo 2020. We'll take a break. It's 16 after 9. Top six go through, 200 metres to go, and she's gotten herself right back in the thick of it, but at what cost? Down the road. And she's pulled herself right now into sixth. My goodness. A shocking fall. This isn't like when Mo Farah went down and you've got time to make it up. And she's going to come through and get all the way to the front. Purrier there. Hull is there as well. And Safan Hassan getting up off the deck to not only qualify, but win the heat. That could be as amazing as anything we see, or certainly what an unbelievable start to this quest. Well, if she is going to achieve the unprecedented treble, the first thing people will talk about is the fact that she climbed off the floor from nowhere and rescued it. Wow. Yeah, astonishing. If you haven't seen it, you will eventually. Safan Hassan. And the interesting is Lauren Mitchell rejoins us in the studio. Aussie gymnast, West Aussie superstar and a couple of Olympian, Olympics as well. We were watching it. We could not believe it, Lauren. Um, not only does she have has she got through in that by getting off the deck, she later today she's competing in the women's 5,000 final. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I can't imagine what her legs would be feeling like. And hopefully she has like a good recovery in between, but... Equate that to a gymnastics. You you have a fall because I can imagine when you have a fall when you're in a floor routine. Let's 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 take you back into your uh, yeah. into your um, your uh, expert uh, area. You're on a floor routine, and every time I watch it, they go, "Oh, don't step out! Oh, yeah. she stepped out!" And I hear Liz Chekovich go, "Oh, she went! Oh, she stepped out!" I'm like, "Oh, don't step out!" All of a sudden, become we become an expert. Yeah. When you step out, yeah. Can you feel yourself? Have stepped out. Do you know? Yeah. And what's you, your first thought? You know. Um, so the floor outside versus the floor inside feels a little bit different on okay. your feet. Yep. Um, so you can you kind of tell. And then you just sink a little bit inside. You're like, oh. And then your mind either goes one of two ways. It goes, oh, well, this floor routine's done now. So it's I'll just stuffed. go through the movements. I've yeah. it. <laughs> or your mind kind of flips and goes, okay, I've done that. I have to do everything else possible to kind of make up for that mistake. Um, and the same thing that happens on beam, um, you can, like, if you fall like right at the start of the routine, you're like, oh my goodness, mm. try and start again and reset yourself. And then your the rest of your routine could be amazing because you've kind of got over all those nerves or the rest of your t- routine is terrible because you're wobbling on every single skill. Okay. So um, we're chatting with Lauren Mitchell, who has been to two games, of course, London and Beijing. Um, just being an Olympian, where does yep. it sit in... Lauren Mitchell's life. You're a working girl now. You're yeah. 30 years of age. You've got to think <laughs> about the future. Where does it sit? I didn't fully appreciate it until I retired, I don't think. Um, how old were you? How when old I retired? Or? No, no. How old were you for Beijing? How old? 17. Wow. Yeah, was that the first? Happened. I know it probably wasn't the first time away from home, don't get me wrong, but yeah. that's a big – were you – did the family go over and, and watch you? Yeah. So my dad actually used to live and work in Beijing. Uh, for about seven well, years or well, something, well, so he had local. a bit of inside knowledge. You're local. <laughs> you know where to eat. You know where all the good yeah. restaurants were. <laughs> um, you actually don't see your family while they're over there because yeah. you're obviously in the village. Yeah. Um, and I think we saw them once or twice and went out for dinner or something like sure. that. Um, but, yeah, you don't really appreciate it because when you're like an elite 
sports person, you kind of, you do the Olympics and then you look for the next thing and the next thing and the next mm. thing. Um, and you always have that goal. And then until you actually stop and reset and appreciate it, you're like, oh, I've actually done something pretty incredible. And because you're surrounded by people of the same caliber and Olympians and stuff like that, you always compare yourself to them. But now stepping back in the real world and the outside world, I don't think I've met another Olympian, you know? And if you put that into perspective mm. and you're like, wow, this is actually amazing and I've done something pretty phenomenal. Well, 100% it is. Yeah. Represent your country at any stage, but let alone an Olympic Games. Uh, a couple of quick ones for you. Where do you keep all your medals and stuff? Have you got a pool room? Um, I bet, I you, actually... bet you they're at the family's house. Or have you given everything to Wace? No, no, it's mine. It's not Wace's. <laughs> true, true. Um, no, all my Olympic stuff is in – mum has a storage unit, so she's put all the um, – suitcases and stuff because you get so much Olympic mm, stuff. Mm. So she's got all the suitcases and then a family friend has a safe and so I put all my medals with him Okay, a safe till I can get a safe of my own. What's so. your most pre- – what's your most um, – what's the one piece of memorabilia? It could be yours or it could be someone else's. Mm. You said you swapped T-shirts with um, – Chisa Victor. Yeah, yep. who's the 47-year-old who's just retired. Yeah. Uh, astonishing gymnast. Um What's the one piece that you've got? Did you get a photo taken with anyone famous, a basketballer? Uh, you know, was Michael Jordan around way back then? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Kobe Bryant, the late Kobe Bryant? Um, no, we never met them, actually. I don't think they even stayed in the Olympic Village. No, nah, they wouldn't have. Yeah, because no. they're too famous, Yeah, correct. Well, they probably um, said, where's Lauren Mitchell? Yeah. <laughs> where's Lauren Mitchell? I need my photo with Lauren Mitchell. No, the one thing that I actually really remember, because gymnastics is in the first week and athletics is in the second week, um, in Beijing, we snuck into the arena um, and we were right in front of the 100-metre finals when Usain Bolt won his first What do you mean Olympic. you snuck in? Well, technically, your accreditation only gives you access to gymnastics and it doesn't give you access to any anywhere else. Um, and so half us had actual tickets to the event and the other half didn't um, and we just kind of followed everybody in. Um, <laughs> That's good security. <laughs> That's good security. Well, and you... No, I shouldn't I wouldn't, say have, it. I wouldn't no. have done it in China if I was you. You were taking – but then again, your old man lived there for seven years, yeah. so he, you knew and someone on the gate. there quite a few Australians. It wasn't just the gymnastics team. There you was go, quite oh, a few Australians. My dad lived there for seven years. Let me in. Yeah. <laughs> nice work. Um, but, yeah, we saw him win his first Olympic gold, like right wow. now. It was just absolutely How close incredible. were you, you reckon, in metres from the finish line? Um, oh, only a, maybe 50 metres. Because Glasgow – which yeah. I was at for Channel 10 back yeah. then, which you were at. Yeah. Uh, we, I got a ticket at like an hour before the opening ceremony and the Queen went past in a roller literally 10 metres from me. It was like, we're the best That's seat cool. in the house. <laughs> and that was Suzanne Boyle, Rod Stewart performed oh, wow. on the big stage. Did you do the opening ceremony? No, not the opening ceremony because we compete basically the first day okay. straight after. Um, but we did the closing ceremony. I waved. I thought it was you. Sorry. Oh, Must yeah. have got it all wrong. <laughs> no worries. Okay. Wasted, it's okay. Wasted a good wave. Wasted wave. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, one of the girls did the opening ceremony, um, but then she was tired for the next couple of days. So I don't really? know if it was worth it. Because there's a lot of yeah. standing around. It's not just the march, is it? Yeah. There's a lot of waiting around. Yeah. And, and if I remember hours. rightly, it was hot. It was warm. Well, they're well, like 26 degrees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, good point. <laughs> I think they were going through a heat wave at that point. Ah, good point. Good point. Um, so, so your interest in gymnastics right now? Um, so I'm still doing like little talks and mentoring. gym talks and mentoring and stuff be. like that. Yeah. Um, Are you worried about the standard of gymnastics in Australia? It looks like we haven't had a huge significant impact on these games in particular. Yeah. Look, it is a little bit – watching them, they did amazingly. Like they hit yeah. four for four routines, which is all that you can ask for them. Um, but I think just watching, say, them compared to – 
um, the gymnasts that are around the rest of the world, like a Russian gymnast who's 16 is throwing some amazing skills and we just don't have the difficulty to compare. Sure. So that's where we're really lacking. We really need to work on our difficulty and our connections and things like that. So hopefully this next generation can come up and um, take a stand and say we are Australian. Yeah. About us. We'd nice. We'd be nice. Yeah. A Last little one. Bit, oh, yeah. I was a little bit jealous of the GB girls because we were coming up at the same time and yeah. they just won an Olympic bronze. Yeah, I know. Oh, Last one for you, Lauren. What has been your highlight of the Games so far? Absolute highlight on any sport across any area. Uh, so I actually really like watching the Matildas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my partner is from England yeah. and watching that because he's a footy player as well. Okay. Um, and then watching them win over GB, especially when Sam Kerr. Does he play for anyone that we should know about? Oh, uh, he only plays locally in WA. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. He plays for Armadale yeah. in the one below the glory. Yeah, um, in, the, which is in cool. the WA Premier League, whatever we call it, the, yeah, the NSL N- or whatever. Yeah, the um, N- N- NPL. NPL, that's, that's it. it. I should know that. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, yeah, so watching that and then watching Samco obviously equalise the score to then go yeah. into extra time. It was good. Um, and then, yeah, then win the We heard GB. that she was in doubt this morning. Someone has written an article that Sam Kerr has got fatigue and body soreness, so are four other stars, and they're in doubt. I said, if she doesn't play, she yeah. wouldn't get back in WA. Yeah. <laughs> she's done all the hard work, and we've made, finally made a semi-final stage of the Olympic Games. You yeah. reckon she's not going to play? They need her against no, uh, Sweden. they definitely do. Hey, thanks for coming in. It is a remarkable story. Dual Olympian, um, uh, you've you've got some great memories and great stories, and it would be great to see um, gymnastics back up there where you created it, where Alana Slater created it, yeah. and so many others over the journey as well. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for joining us, and have a have a great day, and enjoy Thank the rest you. of the games. Thanks. Yeah, I will. Thanks for having me.